Hello, and welcome to the podcast of Emmanuel Assemblies of God in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen. If you're ever in our area, we invite you to join us for one of our worship services. For times and locations, please visit at EmmanuelAG.com. What's up, guys? My name's Christian. Um, I work with the youth here, and I get to hang out with youth, and I've been hanging out with high school age, middle school age students for since I was 18. Um, through Young Lives, through Cedar Springs, here in Kitco. And so I love hanging out uh, with younger age people. Uh, Zay, Branson, uh, yeah, he looked up, there he is. Seth, Seth can make it a day. Uh, and then I have tons more. Uh, and my family's here. Hey, family. Um, but a little bit about myself, besides hanging out with youth, uh, I also love um, to watch romantic movies, uh, and this helps out with my wife. Uh, my dad shakes his head in disbelief, but it's true, and it's because I'm a feeler. I'm super empathetic, and I almost like take on the role of the character to an extreme. Probably not healthy, but I do it anyways. I'm a feeler, um, and I love the show called This Is Us, uh, and I get a lot of my storytelling through This Is Us, and it's a bunch of time humps and character connections and all that, and I tell you that because I also do wedding videography, um, which is also probably not good for me because when I see the groom crying, I'm back there crying behind the camera and, and then whoever has said the video is just hearing me weeping back there. So <laughs> sorry, Nate. Um, <clears throat> but that's a little bit about me. I love, love wedding films, love shooting them. Um, and, and that it gives me a sense of when I do it, of I get to relive their big moments. I get to tell their story and I love to tell stories. And so today I'm going to tell a lot of stories. Um, and because I like to look back, um, when I was a, no one wanted to meet Dave, freshman year of college, around that time, we started walking through Advent uh, this time of year, and we're in Advent. If you've never heard of Advent, it's four weeks in December around Christmas time that kind of leads into the birth of Jesus. And we have hope, peace, joy, and love. Today I'm talking about joy. Joy. We're welcoming the joy. We're welcoming there it is. Peace. Did I prepare for the wrong one? Joy somewhere. We're talking about joy. Um, and if you knew me and joy, uh, sometimes because I'm a feeler, I tend to go uh, just how our world is. I tend to feel a lot of the negative emotions, more of the sadness than the happiness. And so um, with joy, uh, me and joy are not always on the best of terms, uh, but I still have moments in my life where I'm super joyful. So like, for instance, when I was five, my parents took me to Disney World. I have very little memories, and maybe these are like made up memories in my head, but I still remember them uh, being snuck onto maybe Splash Mountain or some of these rides that a five-year-old kid that was also already, I'm, I'm short now, I was even shorter then, should not be getting on these rides. Uh, and I remember, but specifically, I remember the Buzz Lightyear ride. Uh, and that's still one of my favorite rides. If you've ever been there, you, it's super outdated now. It wasn't then because it just opened. Um, but just going through and killing Zerg or uh, trying to win the most points. I was probably terrible then. I still am. Um, but I love to reflect. Uh, and Advent has taught me to reflect, um, to look back. Uh, and that's kind of what I want to do today. One of my, and I, and I'm going to be all over the place. It's just how I talk. I have rabbit shells, spider webs. I'm ADD, so uh, forgive me. You're probably used to it because of Michael, but... <laughs> um, 
but I but I love to reflect and in in reflecting. Um, I lost it. Where is it going? <laughs> Put your camera down. <laughs> Uh, yes, Dave. Dave did a Dave. I mentioned Dave. David Frills was kind of a spiritual director when me and Nolan, my best friend, were in college, um, and he kind of taught us to find our red dot, uh, and he described it as a mall map. Uh, and or I just went came back from New York, and there were a lot of these maps of you are here, and they weren't really helpful. But it's just like finding where you are on this linear map, um, and the map he was basically talking about was with Jesus. It's like, where are you? Um, and, and we look, and I look back because I love to see where Jesus plays a role um, in my year. And so all that to say, because I just went all over the place, Advent for me is a time to, because I miss the whole year of where Jesus shows up, I feel like, that I get a chance to look back and see where these red dots of Jesus kind of appeared. Um, and with joy, um, because I don't always have the best relationship with joy, it gives me time to look back and then find my joy in the moments that he did show up in. So I love Joseph. Um, Joseph is a big dude in the Bible. He, he is the son of Jacob. If you know anything about Jacob, uh, Jacob and Isaac, or Isaac had Jacob. Jacob had, Isaac had Jacob and Esau. And if you know anything about that, there was a fight there. He got his blessing, go away. Jacob goes away. And so this is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks. And so if you know anything about Joseph, there is a lot of other brothers. Who's, uh, and he's the youngest. Who's the youngest out there? I know Gabe is. Gabe's my younger brother. Michael's the youngest in the family. Who's the youngest in the family? Youngest in the family, youngest in the family, cool. Who's, I'm not the youngest, so I will identify more with the older brothers in this story. Branson, you're older, aren't you? So you'll identify, you'll identify with the older brothers in this story. So Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers and the, the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, or Zilpah, his father's wives, and brought their father a bad report about them. Now Israel loved Joseph, Israel being Jacob, loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age and he had made an innate robe for him. And that's kind of where we get the robe of many colors. When his brothers saw that the father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. I get that. I mean, the baby gets treated well. Uh, you know, Gabe gets treated better than I do. Uh, so you, you tend to resent, you tend to resent the, the youngest. I bet Nolan, Nolan feels that with Noah. Um, and so Joseph had this dream, and, it, and, and if they didn't like him then, they're definitely not going to like him after this. And when he had told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more, and he said to them, listen to this dream. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field, and when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because his dream and what he had said. So basically he's like, oh, I'm going to be better than you one day. I may be a little brother, but I'm going to be better than you. And then he had another dream. Listen, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun and the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. I don't know what he was eating that night, but man, he needed to stop. When he told his father as well and his brothers, the father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. And we'll keep, we can keep going. 
And now his brothers had gone to, and so basically after all this, they rebuked him like, you're crazy. Time passes. Now his brothers had gone to graze their father's flock near Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, as you know, your brothers are grazing the flocks. Come, I'm going to send you to them. Sure, very well. I never get to go out there and graze the flocks. And so he said to them, go and see if all is well with your brothers and with the flocks and bring word back to me. So basically they've been gone for a while. I want to know what those idiots are doing. Go report to me. You know how dads are to their, their kids. A man found him wandering around the fields and asked them, what are you looking for? And he replied, I'm looking for my brothers. Can you tell me where they are and where they're grazing their flocks? And they have moved on from here, the man answered. I heard them go, they went down to Dauphin. And so Joseph went after his brothers and he found them. But they saw him in the distance and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. And here comes the dreamer, they said. Come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of those cisterns. And a cistern is just a big pit um, where it doesn't rain a lot in this area. So it's just it's hoping to capture all this rainwater um, that they can use. And so that's what it is. It's just a big pit. And they say, and say that a ferocious animal have devoured him, and then we'll see what comes of his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to rescue them from the hands. Let's not take his life. So Reuben had compassion. Don't shed any blood. Throw him into the cistern here in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him. Reuben said this to rescue him, to rescue him from them and take him back to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the, the ornate robe that he was wearing because his father gave it to him. And they took him and threw him into the cistern. The cistern was empty. There was no water in it. So it hurt. It was very painful. Anyone fallen in a pretty big hole before? Branson has. That doesn't, that doesn't shock me at all. <laughs> As they sat down to eat their meal. Okay, so they threw him in the pit. They sat down to eat their meal. They looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming. And their camels were loaded with spices blah, 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 all this. And they were on their way to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, what would we gain if we kill our brother and come and cover up his blood? Come on, let's sell him and not lay our hands on him after all. He is our brother and own flesh and blood. And so, and stop there. So basically what they decide to do is let's not kill him. Let's just get rid of him. Let's just send him as far away as we can. Egypt sounds great. We're going to send him to Egypt. So what happens as we look back uh, and so Joseph in this moment has no idea what's going on. We know the whole story, but in this moment, Joseph is, loves his brothers and has gone out there and he's just like, duh, 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 duh. gets stripped down, thrown in a pit. Um, and then he's getting sold off. And so you have to imagine the emotion of this is he is probably the furthest away from joy um, and cannot find joy in this at all. But God has a bigger plan for him is what we know. But in that moment, Joseph doesn't know that. And so Joseph gets to Egypt um, and God has a plan for him still in that moment. God has his eye on him, his hand on him, because he ends up with Potiphar. And Potiphar is pretty high up in the ranks. Uh, he's kind of royalty around the area, uh, lots of money, and kind of just takes care of him. So we'll go on to uh, 39. Sweet. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, brought him in from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. Sorry, I'm going to read a lot. If you feel like uh, Nolan mentioned earlier that oh, I didn't know I was going to be in a lecture. So it, we will get there, I promise. Stick with me. The Lord was with Joseph so that he had prospered. 
And that's an important line. The Lord is with Joseph, so he prospered. And so Joseph, while not knowing that I don't have joy in this moment, uh, the brothers I love just threw me in a pit, I'm naked, and I'm being sold to these people I don't know and taken away from my family. I'm not happy. But, Joseph, but the Lord was still with Joseph. And he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. And when his master saw that the Lord was with him, maybe Joseph didn't even see the Lord was with him, but, but Potiphar did. And the Lord gave him success in everything he did. Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. So Joseph was quickly rising the ranks. Um, from the time he's put in charge of the household and all that he owned, the Lord blessed his household. The Egyptian, because of Joseph, the blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. And so Joseph left everything he had in Joseph, Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care, and Joseph was in charge. Uh, and then I'm just going to kind of abbreviately tell the story. After Joseph kind of gets, you know, you know, oh man, I'm feeling it. I'm kind of finding some joy. I'm happy. I'm getting, I'm going to do things. I'm finding purpose here. God is still using me. Potiphar's wife comes along. Uh, and what she does is super corrupt, super awful. Um, she tries once and fails uh, to get him in bed with her. Uh, and then she tries a second time, and this time she's in a robe. Um, and when Joseph's like, no, I don't want anything to do with this. I'm running away. Um, she screams and basically is like, Joseph just tried to get me in bed with him. Can you believe this? Told Potiphar. Potiphar throws Joseph in jail. And so now we've gone from a hole uh, in a cistern to, to, uh, to being sold. So you're in this traveling caravan with people, and I don't know if they gave him clothes or not, so... Um, and then now we're in prison. Now we're in jail. And Joseph found himself in jail. But, the God, still, but God still had favor on him. Um, and we can skip on to, uh, I'll let you find it. But so Joseph is still telling dreams. Uh, and while in jail, um, uh, the jail guard uh, kind of finds favor. He sees God still has favor on him, standing with Potiphar. I'm going to put you in charge of things so, you know you can clean around i'm gonna let you out you don't have to always be in the cell but you know when things are happening i need you to be in the cell uh that way it looks like you're in the cell and i'm doing my job but we'll be friends and so joseph has a friend um he starts telling dreams of this baker and what's going to happen to him basically word gets out that joseph can tell dreams uh and pharaoh is having these really wacky dreams i don't know about you guys no one was telling me a dream earlier uh, I had no answer for it, but Joseph had answers for dreams. Um, and I have weird dreams. Dusty has really weird dreams, and I definitely don't have answers for those. But Joseph did have answers for these dreams. Um, and I don't have it in here, but I'll just abbreviately tell the story. Um, basically, it is of these fat cows and skinny cows. Um, and these cows are going to eat, the skinny cows are going to eat the fat cows. And so basically what Joseph gets out of this is you're going to have years of just great harvest, great crops. Uh, and then you're gonna, have harv you're gonna have a famine, a really long famine. And so this whole time that this is going on, you gotta be thinking if Joseph, maybe Joseph has or has not kind of dealt with the fact that his brothers sold him into slavery. Um, if I were him, I probably would be pretty angry still. Um, and I don't know if I could forgive them very, very quickly. Um, but what Joseph does, what ends up happening is Joseph tells the Pharaoh, this is what's going to happen. Pharaoh believes him, uh, brings him into his, his kind of like posse, 
as guard, they ended up putting him over the ranks. And so Joseph becomes high up in, in the Egyptian, like kind of just like line of command, because uh, he's in charge of all these things. And so what I'm, what I'm getting to is the fact that from the cistern, Joseph rose these ranks, and we still have no idea what God's going to do with all of that, where these red dots are dropping. Because this famine happens, Joseph's family comes, the Israel comes into Egypt because of this famine, because it's the only place they can go. And what do they do? They bow down to him. I mean, not really bow down, but they need his help. They, he is higher than him. So one, that comes true. Um, and they didn't really recognize Joseph, but Joseph forgave them. And when he told him, hey, I'm Joseph, I'm that brother. Uh, I'm sure that was an awkward conversation with the brothers of like, but even more important, the father never knew, the father thought he was dead this whole time. Um, and so I, I can only imagine that, that reuniting. I, I get, I mean, I feel wedding videos. And so I get to see these first looks with these dads a lot. Um, this is a sidebar, it's just really special. I mean, it's one of my favorite parts. We do a first look with the father. So the bride comes to the father and will tap his shoulder and he'll turn around. Um, and a lot of times he just loses it. Uh, and it's so sweet and it's so tender. And there I am behind the camera just <laughs> with them. But, but, it, but it's just a, like, that's kind of how I picture this like, oh my God, you're alive. Like, this is incredible. Um, but the, the key thing to this is what happens next? They can't see it, but they start populating the area. They start growing. Israel gets really big. The Jews get really big. And the Pharaoh forgets Joseph. The Pharaoh forgets what he had done for Joseph, where he came from, what he had done, and he enslaves him. And that's when we get to Moses. Um, and at this point, they're enslaved. They're working hard. But it all came from a cistern. It all came from being sold. And then, but God was working along the way, and God's still working. Um, and as I wrap up this, we know what happens with Moses. Moses, you know, do divine invention, thrown in a creek, finds his way into the palace. Pharaoh takes him in, uh, realizes, oh, you are being awful to my people, goes, kills a man, and then runs away. And so he's a murderer. But God's like, no, 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 wait. I, I have this piece. I have this red dot for you. I have it right here. You don't know it's coming, but I need you to go back because I have a plan for you. And you're like, where does joy play into this? Because in these moments that we can look, we can have joy at these moments when we look back. Um, Joseph, if he looked back, be like, man, I was, I was in this pit. I was in this hard place. I was being sold. I was naked with these strangers. But look where it got me. I had a really good life. I got to forgive my brothers. Um, so why, why, why am I doing all this? Because um, I, I too, would like to reflect on my life. Um, this time last year uh, was a really hard year and it was this time of year. Uh, and you're like, maybe, maybe you're also, or have gone in this past year through a really hard season and, and you've been in a pit um, and it's hard to find joy. Um, but Desley's aunt Anna uh, yesterday, actually it was the anniversary uh, of her passing away. Um, we spent a month of her in the hospital. So a few weeks before Thanksgiving, she just went to the hospital um, without going into detail. She had a big issue, medical issue, and was just kind of on bed rest, um, a ventilator, um, essentially. And so there was never that moment of making peace with her. 
um, and to watch the family kind of just struggle with this and make sense of this and peace with this. It was hard for me. I was, I mean, I tell you, I'm crying at weddings. You can imagine the heavier stuff is really heavy for me. Um, and so that Christmas, we still get together and we find joy in a hard pit. God showed up despite how difficult that was. Um, March comes around. Uh, to know the impact of this story, I'm going to go back a little bit further. Um, when I was a junior in college, I was a young left leader, hung out with kids at STEM Academy, and I took some kids to this place called Frontier Ranch. It's um, in the mountains of Colorado, uh, kind of a little past Colorado Springs. Um, and while we were there, I took this kid named Joseph. Uh, and Joseph was wild. Joseph was crazy. Joseph was like six foot five, maybe, and I'm short, but I mean, it was like, Great match, you know, height, short. We were great spike ball. If you've ever played spike ball, it's this little game on a net. You hit a ball on it. Anyways, he'd be my height. I'd be the low. It was perfect. We hung out that whole week. We got to know each other, hang out, figure out what he struggles with. And we shared a lot. Um, he was a sophomore and I got to see him through high school. And that's like a joyful thing to kind of see uh, a student through uh, joy is a joyful thing a joyful thing to see a student through kind of like hey i'm sending you off go to utc we'll see you when you come back um except the next time he came back really uh, on his way home he was in a car wreck and he died um on impact and i never really got to see him again and i think back to those moments with him and it's like really really joyful moments to me now um and the way the Lord worked through his life and my life together, um, that was really hard. And I still don't know if I've come out of the pit from that, even right now as I'm talking to you, um, with, with that effect of Joseph and the, the friendship that I had that's not there and just maybe more of the fact that I just never got to kind of have closure um, with him. Two weeks later, um, and I don't say all this to be like, oh, such a sob story, just want to show red dots um my mom uh is here goes uh and has a really harsh medical condition has to go get rushed to the hospital we let her find out she almost died um but to know the effect on me for that we have to go back to when i was 16 and sorry mom but uh really difficult time in our family um and with still to um, some of my, you know, kind of fogginess of the whole situation and maybe just naiveness that I wish to have, um, you know, she, she left and it was really hard um, and it was hard for all of us. And uh, it's really awkward. I'm feeling it's really awkward for me right now to be sharing this. I didn't know she was going to come. So I'm sorry, mom, but, um, but, but, uh, and I, and I didn't like her. I honestly, I didn't like you. Um, but, when I was at Frontier with Joseph, um, I have a tattoo here of the mountains, uh, I forgave her. Um, and that's a red dot. That's an impactful moment of me choosing love and forgiveness. And that has changed our relationship forever. And I can stand here and say that in front of her today because I told her I've forgiven her, I've, we've worked through it. Um, but because I felt that way when she was in the hospital, it was because of those moments, because had she, we had not had that whole forgiveness, that whole redemption. I don't know if I would have felt that way. And I don't know if I would have experienced that with her that way. And so I tell you all that because of that whole whirlwind, that whole pit of, that I was in, um, God showed up so faithfully throughout 
the hard moments over and over again. And I didn't see that in the moment. I missed it completely. But I had to look back at what we've done today. I had to look, and so my, my points, um, my points today are kind of to experience joy, uh, we, must, we must know suffering uh, or heartache. Um, and, I, and, I, and I know it's like, that's really weird. Why would we have to do that? Because I think we have to choose joy. Um, and I think this world is going to throw everything at us to not experience joy. So we're going to have to have suffering and heartache. Um, that's what this world wants for us. That's what the enemy wants for us. Um, trials and tribulations will happen and they're going to test us. Um, it's during those moments how we handle those moments. So it's during those moments how we handle them where we will choose to experience joy or suffering. It's a choice. We have to move through the valley. We have to climb out of the pit. We have to make those decisions ourselves to come from a place and to choose God and to choose joy. Um, I think I have a verse about that maybe. I'm sure. Yes, I love this verse. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross scorning its shame he sat down at the right hand of god at the throne right hand of the throne of god and so knowing the suffering he was about to take on knowing the pain he was about to have knowing that his mom i can only imagine mary knowing what she was going through this whole time of watching her baby boy be put on a cross he did it with joy he did it with joy knowing the effects of will have for the rest of his people and point number two, when we experience suffering, we have to move in it, through it. I kind of said that a second ago. The valley can be long and wide, but if we never walk through it, if we never move into it, the valley will always be in front of us. It will always be stealing our joy. Um, and that's true. I mean, that's, I sat, I sat for, when I was 16, I sat five, four, three years, just full of anger. Um, my mom, um, just full of anger, but it was because I moved into it finally that I found the most joy in our relationship. That when I look back at those memories that I have at Disney World and are tarnished. Um, and then my final point is we just have to choose joy, um, especially in a season where we're constantly getting things thrown at us, where it's, you know, these happiest moments of the year are usually when the worst things happen. Uh, for instance, on my way here, I hit uh, my neighbor's fence. My wife doesn't know about this. And I put a big <laughs> dent in my car. Uh, and I was like, I knew, I was like, eh, surely it's not bad. I barely touched it. And so I pick up no one. I get on, I'm like, it looks like I hit a deer. I barely touched this fence. And, and the best part is this little piece kind of like plastic that would have held it in. All the others are fine. It broke off. So now I have a ghetto car. <laughs> but, I, but I choose joy in this moment. Um, and so as I kind of wrap up in this season, those things are going to happen. These, the pits, uh, I feel like, are only going to get deeper for us. Um, but we have to and you're not alone, too. I think that's the biggest thing uh, of my story is when I felt most alone, I had people that God put there, which are another red dots, that I most needed, that I needed most. And that um, from Michael to Nolan to Crazy Dave, who's David Frills, uh, to my young off leader, to people that 
God just put in there that I needed most to speak truth in my life and to grab my hand and get down in the pit with me. Uh, it's kind of reverse. He's like, oh, he's going to pull me out. No, they got down in the pit with me. That way I can make the choice to climb out. Um, and so that's all I got. Um, I hope you've, I hope and pray you have something, you got something out of it today. Uh, I have one more verse for us and then I'm going to pray. It's kind of a little benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, Lord, I thank you so much um, for this morning uh, and for speaking through me and giving me words to share. It's not easy. Um, and I even believe um, that you bring my mom here was something super special. Uh, for me to experience with her. And so I thank you for kind of orchestrating that. Um, I pray as we go that we know in our most heartache moments and our most moments that feel that the pit is too big or the, the valley is too long or too wide, that we can't see light. Um, that one, you will send someone to be with us, um, to, to walk that with us. And you have sent someone to be with us in Jesus. Um, and so knowing that, um, that we have joy, um, knowing that, that we will choose joy, um, that we will choose to move into the difficult and the things that test us most. Um, Lord, um, let, us, let us be with you as we go uh, in this Christmas season, um, this holiday season. Amen.